to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Can you give somebody a hug or a high five? I know we've been worshiping the Lord, but that blesses God today. Just as we love on the body of Christ, I'm glad we don't have to do this alone. We get the Lord, we get each other, all right? I want to say thank you to our pastor and his wife. If you haven't been with us, this is our Remnant series. Had an opportunity last August to do the Sound the Trumpet. Just that message of we were made to fight for each other, not against each other, as God fights for us. Is anybody encouraged that God's fighting for you today? Come on, he's fighting for you. We have the victory. The enemy's the one who's been disarmed, not us. We're not the ones who's defeated. He is, and so we fight what? From victory, not for it, because it's already been given. And so as a husband, as a wife, as a son, as a daughter, wherever you find your position in your family, watch this, I get to fight for them. I get to agree with God's heart for them. And so that leads us to this remnant series. As that wall was fortified in the book of Nehemiah, then watch this, the remnant began to come back together. And that word in the Hebrews, just an image of this. How many are thankful that God's always had a people set apart that would bring glory and honor to his name? Are you a part of the remnant this morning who just wants to bless God with your every breath? Are you a part of the remnant this morning who wants to just bless God with your every breath? It's, it's this message. We were not made to react and respond to the culture of the day. We were made to reveal what we've received straight from the heart of God back to his heart. And as a result, watch, it will impact the culture. We don't come at it from the tail. We come at it from the head. And I'm just here to tell you, this is still good news. This is still living and active. The word of God is more, as alive today as it has been. And the Holy Spirit is alive today as he has been. And so as the remnant, watch, the first week we looked is we get to find out that we are the sons and daughters of God. The remnant knows our identity. We don't have to live wishy-washy. We know who the father is. And watch this, as a result, I get to say, and I love who he made me to be. Like the remnant loves who God made us to be in his image, to imitate his son so that the world can see what it looks like. And I just heard the Lord say this this week, you are the access that God's using for someone else to be saved and to be healed too. Did you hear that? Your life is an open door that God is using so that someone will be able to draw near this week. Did you know that's what your, your, your life can speak? Is anybody thankful for the testimony that you have? Come on, do not let the enemy use your past against you. Let the blood of Jesus speak a better word, a better name, and let it work for you as you just testify. I once was, but because of the choice Jesus made, all I know now is this is who I am because this is what God did. And so that testimony is going out, and just like God stepped in for you and you received it, he'll step in for somebody else and they can receive it too. 
And last week, Amarillo Angels, Gwen Hicks came. And so through our life groups, if you're not a part of one of those, just back at Guest Connect, real simple card, fill it out. Give us your details. I'll reach out to you the next couple of weeks. And when we launch those, that first week of September, we're gonna have you in one of those life groups because you have something to offer, all right? I know we're all busy, but let me just say something to you. If we're too busy to come together with the people of God, the sons and daughters of God, can I just say this in love? Then we're too busy. And I get it, sometimes a Wednesday night's not perfect. If you'll go on our app, Melissa and her team do a great job. There are options all throughout the week to be a part of a small group of some kind, of some sort. And we want you to find your people and them to find you. So we're partnering with the Amarillo Angels. How many know you've been adopted as sons and daughters of God and what we freely received? Anybody freely received salvation? Anybody freely received mercy? Anybody freely received grace? Yes, yes, yes. I see some nodding heads. And the the Bible says what we freely what? Received, we get to gift. So because I've been adopted, we're moving our life groups to watch this. Adopt foster families who are taking care of those those boys and girls bringing them to their home because, man, they've had a rough go, many of them. And we just wanna say, because of the love of God that we've received, we wanna do our part. That's how the kingdom of heaven is advanced. How many know we can all do something? And so we're gonna come together, and then that leads us today. Today is when the remnant knows their identity as the sons and daughters. When we know what we've been freely given, that we're looking for ways to give that away, then we live from this place of intimacy. Now, when I say the word intimacy, I won't have you raise your hand, but there's a lot of men who get a little, they're like, oh, hold on, we're going there, all right? It's like we don't know. It's like, what is he talking about? I don't want, you know, all that stuff. Here's the best definition that I, I remember hearing about intimacy. It's this, God in to me, you see. Can we all be okay with that? God, into my heart, you see. So can I just say to you in love, stop hiding. Stop trying to conceal. Stop trying to run the opposite direction. It says this in the word of God, 2 Chronicles 16, 9. I didn't get all the scriptures on the screen for you this week, so you can go back and listen to these. I'm gonna read several scriptures, but if you wanna get all these, you can go online and hear this later this week. But 2 Chronicles 16, 9 says this, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth, and listen to this, for the purpose to strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to him. Does anybody have a heart today that could use some strengthening from God? Well, I got good news for you. That's what he wants to do. He's just looking for an open heart, intimacy, Into you, he wants to see. Will you, what he already sees, just partner with him, join with him? What does that look like? Hebrews 4.16 says this, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. If you're trying to do it apart from God, listen to this message, stop. Don't do anything apart from God. Don't make your next choice apart from asking God what's on his heart. Will you let him look into your heart? Will you give him access fully to your heart? And will you partner with him, the King of kings and Lord of lords? Because watch, the remnant lives from a place of intimacy. Psalm 139 says it this way, where can I go from your presence? Where can I go from your spirit? Can I just give everybody a reason to take a big deep breath? There's no place I can go that God can't get to me. That's good news. Because the enemy's trying to convince you, all right, that you've done too much, all right? You've made 
too many wrong choices. Man, Jesus says this, even though he knew we'd make a mess of our life, he was willing to lay down his so he can turn that mess into a miracle. Come on, somebody. And that's what I wanna do. I wanna let that blood of Jesus, our pastor says it well, it's still wet, it's still working, it's still redeeming, it's still saving. His arm is not too short to save. Will you walk into his presence this week, the access that you have because of the blood of Jesus, the yes of Jesus, and just hear what the Father has to say for you. I love that we have this atmosphere and the Bible says that we're to come together as the sons and daughters of God to bless the Lord through worship, to get the word of God in us through preaching and teaching. But can I tell you, if this is all you're getting throughout the course of your week, you're, getting, you're not getting enough. How many know that God wants to speak directly to you and your family in your home? If you want the atmosphere of your home to shift, then watch this. You have access this week. God, come look into me. Come look into my family and show me what you see and what are you saying for my heart? What are you saying for my spouse's heart? What are you saying for my kid's heart? And I promise you this, watch this. There'll be another measure of peace that comes. There'll be another measure of joy that comes. There'll be another measure of righteousness that comes. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. And Jesus said, your kingdom come your will be done where on earth as it is in heaven that's at your residence in your home by way of the holy spirit does that encourage anybody in the room today that's the truth i'm thankful that we have each other that we can call on but listen to me if you're calling on somebody if you're you're seeking their opinion and their counsel apart from god's heart and his counsel through the holy spirit then you're seeking the wrong opinion and the wrong counsel if you're gonna sit down with somebody and it's not birthed from what God's already said, you're wasting your time. We were never made to get counsel and direction apart from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the great counselor. He is the healer. He's the redeemer. He's the reconciler. Last time I checked, marriage and family are God's idea, and he has the best ideas. So if I wanna see what it looks like to walk in the fullness of that, let me go to the source and not another source. That's just who he is. Listen to this, Hebrews chapter 10, and you might turn there, 19. I'm gonna read a few verses here, but here's what I love. This is the intimacy that we have access to. It says, therefore, brothers, sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, how many know, verse 20, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. When he said it is finished, there was a, I mean, I could unpack all of this, but from the Old Testament till this moment, there was a huge curtain that just separated what? The people from God. And only once a year, the high priest could go in through the blood of a lamb. But who is the blood of the lamb now? His name is Jesus. Who is the high priest now? His name is Jesus. Who has access 24 hours a day, seven days a week now? His sons and daughters. I don't have to wait once a year for someone to go in on my behalf. I get to enter in anytime, anywhere, any place. And I'm just asking you, are you taking advantage of the access that you have to him? That's how we were made to live. Anybody in the room encouraged when your mom or dad just speak words of life over you? Can I just tell you that's what's in his heart? and he's speaking them, are you just asking them what's in his heart for you? 
It'll change your morning. How many of you have had some hectic mornings this last week? Because school started, all right? Anybody? Oh, just us. All right, yes. Can I just tell you, there's an there's, there's a invitation in the midst of the chaos just to say, come Holy Spirit, come Father, reveal your heart as we're busy, as we're brushing teeth, as we're scraping toast that burnt in the, you know, whatever, you know, as we're doing, invite him to come. He's just that good. And so here's what um, the Hebrews, the rest of it goes on to say. So then it says, um, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we now have this great priest, Jesus, over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, come on, having our bodies washed with pure water, come on, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we professed, for he who promised is faithful. Can I just tell you, God cannot be anything other than faithful. So do not let the enemy convince you he's faithful for one, but not faithful for somebody else. That's why we've got to live just with that complete access, because how many of you know the enemy is going to try to come in, and he's going to try to gain access to your heart, through your mind, to cause doubt and unbelief? Anybody here ever tried to sell a house? Now, I know it's interesting. It's a little different day right now, but does anybody remember back in 2008, when the, the market crashed and it was hard to get a loan. I know I'm taking you back a few. You know why I remember? Because I was moving to Amarillo, Texas from Vernon, Texas. And I needed to sell a home in that transition. How many know that's a big deal? Because you've got to come buy what? Another home. You've got to come find a new place to live. Our, our juvenile detention center, center closed down that summer we moved. 300 jobs left Vernon, Texas. If you haven't passed through Vernon lately, can I just tell you 300 jobs is a lot of jobs. That meant there was going to be at least 150 for sale signs in a small community, and there weren't that many people in town looking for houses. The school system was not hiring teachers at the time. The, the housing market crashed. People who wanted to buy our house couldn't buy our house because it was getting hard to buy a loan. I'm telling you all of this because I want you to hear, my God is faithful. Because for the next five years, guess whose name was still on that deed of that home in Vernon, Texas, who wasn't living there? Me and my wife. And there would be people whispering in my ear, from time to time, and, and I, people can be people, but I'm always gonna go back to the Lord, and they would just say, do you think you missed it? Do you think you did something wrong? Do you know the enemy's the accuser of the brethren? He's the deceiver. And I know sometimes people can have good intentions, but you know what? I still have a choice when those words come. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not going to let the words of man rob me from the words of the Lord. And can I tell you, it was not always easy. Can I tell you, me and God had some words. Can I tell you, my God can take our words. Come on, somebody. Intimacy is he's going, into you I see. So if there's some hurt there, if there's some bitterness there, if there's a little anger there, come on. Can we just get real through the blood of Jesus? He's the high priest who's an advocate on our behalf. He just, he doesn't want us to run from him. He wants us to run to him. And until the breakthrough comes, listen to me, he's the breakthrough. See, here's the other part of the story is we adopted internationally in that five-year window. Can I just tell you that's not cheap, but my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Come on, somebody. We built a, a house 
in Hillside Terrace, all right, which is blown up big time by now, all right? Because what? My God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. How many of you know in the kingdom of heaven, two plus two doesn't equal four? Many times two plus two equals 4,000. And though the house was not selling, my God was still providing. But you know, there was something God still wanted to say to me through that whole process. How many of you know sometimes if there's a delayed response, then maybe this hard of hearing, anybody else hard of hearing, is it just me? Maybe I just need a little more time because money to me was always an argument. Money to me was always just, it just I didn't have the right mindset with money. And here's what I heard a loving father say in the midst of that, right before the house sold. He said, Tommy, I wanna give you full deliverance and healing over how you think about money. And here's what he said. From this day forward, will you just see money as an asset to advance my kingdom? Can we all just get the love of the Father that money's just an asset? It's a tool to do what? To advance his kingdom. And now I wasn't gonna use that conversation to rob me of what God designed to work for the advancing of God's kingdom. And when that household, can I just tell you, we threw a big party. And all of heaven was celebrating. But I, want, I share all that with you to share this. My God was faithful every day that house did not sell. My God was faithful every day the loan fell through for the person who was trying to get it. My God was faithful every day I had to drive back because I had a pool in that backyard that I still had to clean that pool just in case somebody came and wanted to buy that house because if you've seen a dirty pool, you ain't buying that house. You know what I'm saying? My God, what are you currently going through right now that the enemy's trying to convince you that he's forsaken you because that's a lie from the pit of hell? Why? Because my God will never forsake me. He loves me unconditionally. My God, my God. So let's, listen to what it says, verse 24. So let us consider how we may, what? Encourage, spur one another on to Lord love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some in the habit are doing, but let us encourage one another. Come on, and all the more as you see the day approaching. What day approaching? The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will anybody in the room be ready for the comeback of Jesus? Because the remnant knows their identity and the remnant lives out of intimacy. And what we've received, we're willing to give. It says this in Ephesians 2, 6 and 7, God raised us up with Jesus. He seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show you the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Here's what it means. I no longer have to entertain doubt. I no longer have to entertain unbelief. I no longer have to live in shame. I no longer have to blame. I no longer have anything to prove. I no longer have anything to hide. I no longer have anything to fear. Come on. That's the truth. That's the truth. Why? Because I have access 24-7, and what's on God's heart can be placed into my heart. How many know that he gives greater measures of faith? So if you feel like you're lacking in faith, I'm not comparing one to another. I'm going to the one who's pouring it out. God, I'm struggling in faith right here. Would you just pour some more faith into my heart? And he says, oh, yes, I will. Steward well what he's given you. This is the kingdom of heaven. So watch, now I don't see problems. I see opportunities through God's promises. I'm not just trying to get to heaven now, but I'm bringing heaven to earth. Your kingdom come. What does that mean? I don't see problems, I see opportunities. Anybody's kids come home and have a bad day uh, at least one of these last four days? Okay, you don't have to raise your hand, but I bet it happened, all right? 
How many know that as parents, sometimes we can just jump in on the bandwagon and we can just start to run down another kid or another teacher or another coach? Watch this, listen to me. I wanna just, the Lord wants to invite us in. How do we train up the next generation? When they bring you a problem, can we turn their hearts to the one who's the promise keeper? Can we turn them to the one who they can now gain the heart for that kid, the heart for that teacher, the heart for that coach? Because how many of us know we don't know what's going on in someone else's life? Maybe that's the only response they can give in that season of their life because they're hurt and they're broken. But if it's in your house, underneath your watch, I'm not hurt and broken. I've been healed by the blood of Jesus. I'm living from a place of intimacy. So this isn't a problem now. This is a promise. And there's an opportunity for us to love this kid, to pray for this kid, to love this teacher, to pray for this teacher. Come on, is that not the kingdom of heaven? I I mean, I'm gonna go there just for a moment. If there's something you want to respond on social media that has nothing to do with the advancement of God's kingdom, just stop. If you're living from a place of intimacy, we don't respond from a place of the flesh to be heard. We respond from a place of the Father's heart so that he can be heard because his heart will bring breakthrough because he's just that good, y'all. And so I'm not looking at a problem, I'm looking at an opportunity. I said it earlier, our lives become access for God to invite others into his love. So listen to some of these truths and promises out of God's word. It says to set our mind on things above. Renew your mind daily. Take captive every thought. We have the mind of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit's rose to remind us what the Father has said, is saying, and will even say. So from this place of access, this place of intimacy, the curtain came down. I'm just gonna ask you a question. Are you entering in as a family by the access of the blood and just going, Father, what's on your heart? Because we want it to be on ours. So I'm gonna tell you, it will change the atmosphere of your home. Lana and I have had the privilege to have families in our home this week, three different ones. And you know what we did every time? We invited the Father to come speak to who those who are in our home because that's the best thing I can do for people who enter my doors is I want them to leave having heard what God says because I know what he said to me and I want them to be encouraged and built up. Acts says it this way, And then I'm gonna ask Daryl and Carissa, y'all go ahead and come up. They're gonna give a testimony about what this looks like in their home and family. So come on around. Acts 15, 28, this is the early church. And there's a phrase that I want us to get in our vocabulary. As they're making decisions on navigating the early church, here's a phrase that they would use. They would say this, all right? Look at me. They would say this. They would go, as it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and us. You can go look at it. Do you see how the early church made decisions? As they had spent time with the Father, they heard the Holy Spirit, and then as it seemed good to the Holy Spirit, and watch, this blesses God, and us, we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Father, is this what you're saying? Let the Holy Spirit confirm that, and now the choice I'm fixing to make is gonna bless you and honor you, and God's kingdom's gonna be advanced. Why? Because I was made to live from a place of intimacy. Daryl and Carissa, they moved here a year ago. I'm gonna let them tell their story. But will you guys welcome this son and daughter of the Lord as they testify to living from a place of intimacy? Thank you, guys. So it was a year ago, almost to the day, we were sitting right there, right there, 
And Daryl looked at me and he said, I want to be on that stage telling those people what God did. And so we're really excited, except it's like taking a drink of water from Niagara Falls. <laughs> it can't be done in 10 minutes. So we're going to give you the best we can, little taste, and feel free, please feel free to come and ask us any questions. We'd love to sit down and have coffee with you and tell you our story. It takes about three hours, and even that or doesn't four. really work <laughs> very well. But we wanted to start with a little skit, just a little skit. We like skits. You know, I, lo- I love my wife doing different stuff and with my family, take care of my family. You know, she's, she's great, but I need to take care of her, make provide for her, get a good job for her and do Darryl, stuff. we need to talk and, about something. And, you know, um, it's just, Darryl, we, yeah, we kind of need to talk about the kids. We, no, um, I mean, we, we just, have a, she, she means everything. Hey, Darryl, I gotta we fix have this, a, we have a, um, and I we have a tournament that. coming. And actually, you know, what? you know, I just kind of, I really just want to hug. Obviously, our marriage doesn't work like that. That's not going to last very long. There's not much intimacy in that marriage, right? Okay. Okay, we're done. Skit's done. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot of intimacy, but Daryl's not doing anything wrong, per se, right? He's working for his family. He's working hard. He's doing the things that need to be done for his family. We don't operate this way. He knows how to actively listen. I know how to actively listen. We practice that in our home, we practice active listening. But the Bible says that a marriage is a representation of Christ and his church. And what we realized was we were not translating what we know to do in a marriage into our relationship with God. We know how to pray, right? We, we know how to read our Bible, which is important, and that is listening to God, right? God is speaking through his word. If I wrote Daryl a letter, he would read it. But there are some times when I just want this. Sometimes that's, that's what I want. And, and we do that well in our marriage. We realized that we weren't actually doing that with our Heavenly Father. We weren't doing that with Jesus. And honestly, to be really honest, we didn't quite know what to do with the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to be real. And so we came to a place where I started meeting with a mentor, and she said, we're just going to go talk to Jesus. We're going to ask Jesus about this. I've never been mentored like that before. We're just going to ask the Lord. So she lives in Canada. I lived in Washington at the time, and we would go meet at the ditch that separates Washington and Canada because we couldn't go to Canada. And they couldn't come to, she couldn't come to Washington. And we did what I called listening prayer. We just sat together and listened to Jesus, and it was at first really, really weird. It was weird just to sit quietly with the Lord. But we did it, and I experienced healing. I experienced intimacy with the Lord. Uh, in, in Genesis, God writes, Adam knew Eve. That's the word. Adam knew Eve, and then they had a baby. Life comes. I'm right in front of you. Life, ready to jump off the stage. Life comes from intimacy, Right? That's where life comes from. And this is what God was starting to stir in our family. We did a lot of good things. I led worship for 25 years. Daryl was on the deacon board. We were highly involved in our church. We had a relationship with Jesus, but it looked a lot like that skit. Jesus just wanted to be with us, and we were just busy doing for him, right? And he's like, I just want, I just want to hang out with you. I just want to be with you. I just want to hug you. And so we started practicing 
listening. I started practicing listening prayer. And then one day, I didn't want to introduce it to my family yet because it was kind of weird. It was kind of different. And then one day, Daryl came to visit me at work. Yeah, I was I was having a tough day at work. Um, just combination stuff, life in general. Um, I was frustrated. I was upset. And I probably shouldn't have gone to work where everything was all situated, but I just needed to talk to her and just listen. And Yeah, technically he yeah. wasn't allowed to be where I was, but we snuck him in. I knew the owner. So, <laughs> um, but no, and so Chris, so we just said, you know, let's, let's just listen to God. Let's just, let's just be still and just listen to what he has to say. Don't speak. Don't do this. Just listen. And is God worth 60 seconds, five minutes, seven minutes of your time just to be still and know that I'm God? He is. And it just, it was powerful. So we did. There we sat in the little shack. And I said, Daryl, just let's just do 60 seconds. Just be still. Can you do 60 seconds? And he's like, yeah, okay, put the drill down. And so I set a timer. Yep. Because we are human and we need structure sometimes. (laughs) And we set a timer. And by the end of 60 seconds, I looked up and Daryl was crying. And I said, all you needed was a hug from Jesus. And then what did you say? We're going to go home and... Yeah, we, we need to go home and teach this to the boys. Because what took place, I'm a fix-it guy. I, I need to do stuff. I need to keep my hands busy. If I don't have calluses on my hand, something's wrong. Um, it's just, I need to fix up. Some stuff I just can't fix, but God could fix. And... It just, we need to teach this to the boys. It was just powerful. So we went home. This was in April of last year, 2021. We went home and we said to the boys, we're going to introduce listening prayer. And they're like, what? And they're good kids. So they were like, okay, 13 and 17. They were 12 and 16 at the time. And uh, we said, we're, gonna, we're just going to do listening prayer. And they said, all right, we're just going to sit in silence. Just even if it just honors the Lord, it just honors him to sit silently right? Sit with him. Even if that's all we're doing is you, you are worth it. <laughs> so we're going to sit in silence. Whatever he chooses to do is what he chooses to do. So we did. We started practicing listening prayer with our family. And I can't explain. I can't give you words for what God did in that. There was a bond that only the Holy Spirit can do between the four of us. It doesn't mean we were all on the same page. It was just that we were all listening to Jesus. So he can say whatever he wants, to whoever he wants, whenever he wants to say it. That's the cool thing about what it did for our family. Nobody had to worry about praying right. Nobody had to worry about having the right words to say. Nobody had to worry about getting it right. We just had to be quiet. So we were quiet. And then everything changed. Everything changed. We started to hear God say things like, what about Texas? This was in April of last year. <laughs> what about Texas? Yeah, and we, we had an opportunity uh, during Christmas time looking at a baseball tournament canceled in Arizona, and our friends invited us to a big ranch in Bozeman, Montana. And we didn't, we didn't know the parents that well. We just like, let's go. And we walked around the property, and we committed, you know, this year, whatever we're supposed to be, of let God lead. And that was so our family So this was in motto. January. Yeah, yeah in January. And it, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I, I could talk forever. So By April, we were doing listening prayer together as a family. By um, July, we decided we were going to visit Texas. 
by August, we put an offer on a house here that we hadn't even seen. All of this changed because we started listening. We started having an intimate relationship with Jesus. Instead of just talking at him, we started to listen to what he had to say to us. And honestly, friends, sometimes he just wants to give you a hug. And when you're hugging your spouse or your friend, you don't do a lot of talking, right? So sometimes he's not talking to you except to say, I love you. And he doesn't even have to say it. He's just hugging us. He's just hanging out with us, right? So we put an offer on a house and then we came to visit TCAB. And I just, I do want to testify to how we ended up here at TCAB because it's kind of cool. Daryl and I have been practicing listening prayer. The Lord had whispered to me, will the real Carissa please stand up? And I went, the real Carissa, what are you talking about? I've led worship for 25 years. I've been speaker in the church. I've led Sunday schools and taught school and all the things. What do you mean, will the real Carissa please stand up? And he kept saying it, will the real Carissa please stand up? Will the real Carissa please stand up? And finally, I whispered back, I don't know who she is. And Jesus said, I do. I think he had a Texas accent, I, I, maybe. Um, he said, I do. And that's when it, I realized I need to start listening to the one who made me because he's the only one who knows what I need for real. I need to start listening to the one who actually put me together. And, and things just changed in our home when we started to go, we need to connect with the creator, not with the people that, I mean, we do need to connect with people. <laughs> Delete. We do need to connect with people. But you don't know what I need. You didn't put me together, right? Unless the Holy Spirit goes, this is what she needs, go tell her, right? I don't know even what my husband needs. I don't know what my kids need, but their creator does. And so that's what we started to really lean into with listening prayer. One morning we got up. I said, Daryl, you want to do listening prayer? We were in Washington. And he said, yeah. And I, I thought to myself, I know the Holy Spirit's going to say the exact same thing to us. I know it because we're getting ready to look at Texas. And if we're supposed to move to Texas, I mean, Daryl had literally his dream job in Washington where he could retire forever. You really want us to leave that? Really nervous. What do you want us? To, I know you're going to tell us the same thing. You're going to, in listening prayer without even talking to each other, you're going to tell us exactly the same thing. I just know it. So we do listening prayer. We're done. And Daryl's like, that was awesome. I had this song in my head. I'm ready for work. It's going to be a great day. And there are always songs from the 80s. I'm not sure what that says about him. But so it's a song from the 80s, and it's, it's going to be awesome. And off he goes for the day. And, and I said, great, that's great. He went off to work, and I turned over, and I got mad at God, because that was not what I had in my head at all. So I'm just going to be real. I got upset. I got angry. Then I had to cry, and then I had to apologize. And then I thought I better do something with what I actually saw in my listening prayer, which was a Google map of that block just out there. And I, I took my phone up after I apologized to the Lord, and I zoomed in on that Google map because out of the corner of that Google map, this gray and white bird just takes off. This is in my listening prayer. That's what I saw. And then it got blown out of the sky. And I said, Holy Spirit, what was that? And he said very clearly, that was you. That was not me. And I said, oh, okay, God. And I zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in. And that, where that bird took off was right from here, from the church at Bushland. And I said, well, I know where we're supposed to go to church that particular that, it Sunday. It was clear. It was clear. Crystal clear. So we ended up here. This is where we are. And we look back and we're just giving you a taste. Like I said, it, it's a long story. This is where we are. Our family totally united. The kids know we're supposed to be here because we've done listening prayer 
together. Yeah. Um, and it's been just, it's, it's been absolutely life-changing. We could go on and on and on and on and on about how we don't have a job yet, but now we have a company. We started a new business. Yeah. How fun is that? Didn't, didn't think we're going to do that, <laughs> think, but God just that. opened that door. So. Um, so we were praying about what to share, how to share it on our way back from Washington just a week ago. And this is what we actually both heard this one as we were praying. So, you know, it, it worked. It all started for me for with 60 seconds. And it's just, you know what? So why don't we practice what, what, what we learn together and what, what's 60 seconds of God? What's five minutes of God? What is 60 seconds? So what we're going to practice and do, how God led us, we're going to do a 60-second listening prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's worth it. So as guys and gals, we need a timer because, you know, it's all about structure. We got, we, we got, we got time, Tom. So, <laughs> so let me, let me yeah. set us up, Daryl, if that's okay. okay. He's going to get his timer ready. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sit on the edge of the stage because this can be a little weird if you've never done it before. Um, we're just going to be silent. And I'm not saying empty your mind. That's not what I'm saying. I think we're supposed to use our mind. We're supposed to be present with the Lord, right? Um, however you need to do that in your head, to, to picture Jesus sitting next to you or in front of you. I could give you a lot of examples of um, how that works with us. Or maybe you need to picture yourself um, kneeling at the foot of the cross or being where John was standing at the cross. Jesus did look at him and he said about Mary, here's your mother. <laughs> I mean, he was right there. Jesus could speak to him. However it is that you need to picture it, even if it's just Jesus is worthy of 60 seconds, we're just going to be quiet together. You don't have to close your eyes. We do because it kind of deals with distraction. I asked Daryl, what do you want to give to TCAB? And he says, I want to give listening prayer. I said, okay, then let's do it. Heavenly Father, you know us inside and out. I am so thankful that we don't have to hide. 
We don't have to hide. And I speak out against any shame in this room. There is no shame with our heavenly father. No one, no one needs to turn tail and run. That is a ploy of the enemy. And we call that out. We bring that into the light right now. No shame. Jesus, we want you to know us. We want to know you, and we trust, we absolutely believe that life comes from that intimacy, and we proclaim that. I proclaim that over the church at Bushland right now. I thank you for your kindness and your love and your goodness and your sovereignty, and that you never stop. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. Whoever opens that door, we're going to have a party. I bless your name, Yeshua, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Uh, one last thing I'm going to read, John 21, 25 says, Jesus did countless things that I haven't included here. And if every one of his works were written down and inscribed one by one, I suppose that the world itself wouldn't have enough room to contain the books that have to be written. That's how we feel about our story. Can y'all thank these guys? Man, thank you for sharing your testimony. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. I got a couple of verses. I think they'd be the first to tell you, though, just because you get a word from God and he does speak doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You can hear the rest of their story. But how many of you know if God spoke it, he'll not only fulfill it, but he'll sustain you until he does. And he's just looking for what? Open hearts who will just keep saying, I trust you, Daddy. I trust you, Daddy. Here's, here it is in the Word of God. It's, it's Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary. You know the story. And listen to what it says. She sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. That's all they gave testimony to. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And listen to the words of Jesus. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Let's stand together. I'm gonna ask our ministry teams to come. I want you just to close your eyes where you are. May we... Just hear the invitation of the Father this morning. Just say, come. I just see Jesus just saying, will you come in? Will you see the kindness in my Father's eyes for you? Will you experience the peace and healing in his heart for you? Will you hear the instruction and guidance in his voice for you? Will you see a resounding yes to the covenant he's made with you? Will you let him heal those parts of your broken heart this morning? The things that you're trying to hide and fear that they'll be found out, will you just bring them to him today and walk out of here more light and healthy and whole than you ever have been? Because he's just that good. Today, if you hear his voice, the word says, do not harden your hearts. It's just saying, don't close your heart, open it. And then as a result with what God does, 
I pray that every family unit represented in this room today will go back into our homes, our residents, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, and in those moments where we feel overwhelmed, in those moments where fear comes, in those moments where maybe some shame or blame or doubt, in that moment, listen, that we would take captive those thoughts that set themselves up against the knowledge of God by just choosing to listen. But dad, what do you say about this? And then let us just say yes to what he's saying yes to. That's the kingdom of heaven. So today, as his words went out, if you've never said yes to Jesus, there's people here, you just take a step of faith and confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today so that you can know your identity, so then you can live from a place of intimacy. So God, we do, we love you, we bless you, and we're thankful for the invitation. And we're gonna draw near today knowing that you draw near to us. So we bless your holy name in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. You respond as God leads you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.